Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you exclusively by the Reality Check Podcast Network. Buddy, this is Dan Wanglin, one of your co-hosts on The People Under the Stairs. Thank you for joining my wonderful co-host, Paul James Caden, and myself uh, on The People Under the Stairs today. And I will see if Paul is there. I'm sure that he is on the other end of the line. He's down under the stairs someplace. Hey, Paul, are you there? I'm here, brother. Hey, that's great. How are you doing tonight? Are you hanging out under the stairs or are you above the stairs tonight? I am right next door to the stairs in my office room, so I'm kind of under the stairs. <laughs> I, I, I'm hearing what you're saying. Uh, today, I was a little bit under the weather as, as opposed to being under the stairs, but I'm feeling better right now. And uh, gee, it's great to uh, you know uh, be here with you, Paul, and to be with uh, you know all of our listeners. Uh, for people under the stairs and folks thanks so much for listening to the show uh you know we've been getting our analytics on the show which means those are the things that tell us you know how many people are listening to us and where and gee the response has been just wonderful so thanks very much uh you know for for joining us for all of these shows and we have a a good one for you tonight and uh, we'll be uh, taping another show on thursday with some very interesting uh people uh, one of the people is a paranormal author and uh, has interests in all the areas. But uh, we'll wait till the next show to, to to tell you about that one some more. But tonight, uh, this is something Paul and I were talking about. And uh, he asked me to take a little bit of time for the introduction here because I think Paul is the real expert on this. But it has to do with what happens when you have a paranormal disturbance uh, in your life or in your home, or in your environment. 
or with yourself, uh, whatever you'd like to, to call it. Uh, one of the shows that we did, I had this poltergeist experience, and uh, that was no joke. The police were involved and everything else, and uh, it was quite serious. And uh, other people have other kinds of issues. So uh, I know Paul uh, knows quite a bit about this. I, I you know, have done some research into it. But uh, I'm going to kick this one right over to Paul here, who's uh, waiting with lots of great information. And I'll be asking a lot of questions that you might be asking if you don't know that much about it. Uh, so, Paul, what about this whole thing about if you have some kind of a paranormal disturbance in your life? How does one go about, you know, you know, what are the first steps here? What kind of steps should people be taking with this? Well, first, I'd, I'd like to say that I, I think this is uh, an important show because you hear a lot of people talk about paranormal uh, disturbances, but you don't hear a lot of people talk about, you know, what you can do mm -hmm. if you're faced with one of these things. You know, the, the knee-jerk reaction is to, you know, get a minister, get a priest, get a paranormal investigation team to come in. And, and you know, I mean, the, those things could be needed. Uh, but there are things you can do yourself at first to see if it's, uh, you know, something on the lighter side. I mean, there, there are what they call earthbound spirits, uh, mm -hmm. people that asked and they, they don't realize that, uh, you know, that they're gone. They're, they're still going through, uh, you know, the, their daily life. And, and, and just to tell uh, a quick story, uh, I had a, a family member. Uh, you know, he, he wasn't really all that spiritual or superstitious. He would never talked about ghosts or anything like that. And his wife ended up passing away from a heart attack. And um, it was probably about a year later. He said he woke up one night and he turned over in the bed and there she was like, just like she was in life laying next to him. And he said he, he jumped back startled. And he said, you know, what, what are you doing here? You're, you're dead. And he said mm -hmm. she looked shocked and looked at him and said, I am. And, and she just like evaporated. And he, he swears that story is true. And he wasn't the kind of guy that would come around telling, you know, those kind of tales because that just wasn't his thing. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, they say people can get stuck. And I, I, I believe, uh, you know, that they do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it can be kind of frightening when when you have an earthbound spirit. But there's, uh, you know, there's very easy steps that you can take. Uh, to see if it is one and if you can assist them in going where they need to go. Mm -hmm. Now, Paul, is the, uh, there's so many things with things that are paranormal, the things that I've read and, uh, you know, experiences that, that I've heard other people have in, 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 you know, as a psychologist, not as a parapsychologist, but just as a psychologist, when people have had these experiences, um, uh, most people say that when they have these paranormal experiences, the big problem is that they don't like it. And, and you know, I want, I think that's an important thing to, to throw out on the show. I was watching a show the other night where somebody had a spirit in the house that they didn't like initially, and they grew to like the spirit. And the spirit was very, uh, you know, uh, pleasant to them, or the, the paranormal experience was uh, a pleasant one to them. But for a lot of other folks, something happens in your house. Uh, it, it makes you living in a house where it's not peacefully. And... Some people believe that houses kind of retain, uh, I guess I've heard it referred to almost like a photo recording, uh -huh. their image of people that lived in the house in the past. And, uh, you know, this can, uh, you know, you see it because there's been, you know, disturbing circumstances in the past, uh, you know, 
due to other, you know, the people, the previous occupants. And I guess the, the deal with that is that what I've read is that that's not a true haunting, but simply a, a kind of like imagery that's left on the fabric of the building or the right. fabric of the environment. And uh, what, what I've seen with that is that people say that that's a simple, like a simple cleansing uh, will usually take care of that the way that you would clean a videotape or something you know, years ago or wipe a disc or, you know, empty your, uh, your uh, trash on your computer, one of those kinds of things. Uh, and then obviously things can get more serious than that. So what do you, what do you think about that? You, you, you kind of buy that thing like a photo image uh, analogy. Yeah, there, I mean, there, there's a lot of uh, thoughts on what ghosts are. Some people, as you said, it's like the photo image. Uh, there's some folks more in the, uh, the the metaphysical arena that say uh, ghosts are the the thoughts that people left behind. The person is gone, but their thoughts are still here, and, the, and those thoughts can manifest and and kind of those are the ghosts that that kind of repeat a certain behavior over and over again. And, and sometimes you can interact uh, with those thought imprints. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you look at it this way, that in uh, witchcraft, black magic, they create what they call thought forms, which is uh, a spirit or an energy that they create out of their own thoughts for a certain uh, purpose. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of really scary stories out there about, thought forms that were made and kind of ran amok or they were not they were not unmade after the uh the task was completed and you know they were left in a house or a building or a piece of you know property so that that those are interesting theories about their their meant their thought manifestations that mm-hmm. are left behind by those who were once here isn't that funny my favorite uh, one of my favorite science fiction pictures is forbidden planet you know, the original one from 1951 uh, or 53, whatever it was, uh, Robbie the Robot and all that kind of stuff. And people would say, what the heck does that have to do with the paranormal? The monster in the movie was really uh, monsters from the end. It was a thought form, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with uh, with the with Professor Morbius. He, had, You know, the alien life forms are there have this very high intellect and they learned how to. Um, uh, in the movie, in the science fiction movie, they learned how to bring into being thought forms. Uh, it killed their, the, it killed them, all of them, because they couldn't control it. And uh, that was the the moral of the movie. But uh, you're saying in 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 you know in in other paranormal experiences and things like that, these these thought forms can be left behind. They are all active. Yeah. Them, right. How do you get rid of them, Paul? Well, if you're the uh, magic practitioner, uh, you know, there's certain rituals that you would do to dissipate the thought form once it is it is done. Mm-hmm. But, there, uh, you know, how to get rid of these things, there, there's various things. If you have a, a paranormal experience, you, you want to find out what it is first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the ways you do this is, is very simple. Is it an earthbound spirit? You know, you would just go into the the room or the area of the house where the disturbance is most prevalent and a a very, a very easy exercise that that some paranormal investigators and and psychics do 
is that they will close their eyes and just envision the room filled with white light. Mm-hmm. And in that white light, they'll envision, uh, you know, visualize a portal either on the ceiling or, you know, in one of the corners of the room. And they'll just explain mm-hmm. to the person, you know, you you passed. I know you're confused or you're angry, uh, you know, but, but you know, you died, you passed on, you know, your loved ones are waiting for you. You have to, you know, go into the light and generally they'll, they'll go pretty quickly. Uh, there are some that might be a little bit more uh, ornery and you might have to do this uh, one or two times, but usually the first time is the charm, even if they're uh, a restless or kind of angry spirit because they don't know what's going on. They don't know who you are in their house. Usually they go pretty quickly and they say that you can feel when they're gone because it's like, a weight lifted off of you or at, out of the room or off of the house. You just mm-hmm. feel like, ah, you know, it's that energy, that feeling it's gone, you know, and that's one of, that's one of the ways you deal with an, an earthbound spirit that uh, they say is, is pretty effective. So you wouldn't try and befriend it. No, I mean, even if, you know, you were talking about the people that the, the spirit was being nice to them, you you still don't know, you know, is it lost? Mm-hmm. Do they think they think you're their new roommates that moved in? You know, they, they could still be uh, confused. Mm-hmm. I mean, w- one of the things you never want to do, whether it's an earthbound spirit or or something else, you, you never want to do like you see on TV or they're like, you son of a bitch, get out, you know? <laughs> right, right. That, that's one of the big rules of uh, of paranormal investigation. Do, do not do not provoke the spirit. Uh, don't swear. Don't cuss. Don't challenge them, uh, because you could end up making matters a whole lot worse mm-hmm. if you're there. You know, uh, you know, calling them. You know, trying to get a an EVP. You know, the electronic voice patterns yeah. on a on tape mm-hmm. recorder. And say something, you coward. You know, and all that mm-hmm. stuff that you that he shows. No, no, never do that. You know, you, yeah, you want that, to. That's what I was implying. Or, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm asking, or the more I think about it, you, you wouldn't even want to start like a big conversation. Uh, no, it's, and, it's, it's, no, it's, it's just kind of like counseling them. You know, you're saying, I understand, you know, you're angry, you're lost, you, you, you don't know what's going on or who I am, you know, but you, mm-hmm. you, you passed away, uh, you know, it's time to go to the light. Your loved ones are waiting for you there. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be afraid of judgment. You know, look look for the light. It's on the ceiling or one of the corners mm-hmm. of just yeah. to the light. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of coax them, you know. You're being friendly, but you're kind of counseling them and, uh, you know, being sympathetic, you know, that mm-hmm. you understand that they're, they're not in a good way, but you're there to help them. You know, you, you want right. to see them go home where their family is you know, in the light. Right. And, you know, for the people listening to the show, uh, you know, I always on my own show, just thinking, I mean, I always remind people that I'm, I mean, I'm for real. I'm, I'm, I'm actually a, a psychology professor and a, cl- and a clinical psychologist and things like that. Uh, you know, stuff with the, um, with the supernatural and paranormal, that certainly is not in my purview, uh, you know, as a psychologist, uh, you know, we don't, deal with those kinds of things. As a matter of fact, some psychologists, and for very good reason, if they heard people, you know, talking about uh, a lot of that stuff might think that that's resulted to some um, altered perception due to an emotional or mental problem or something. And then obviously there's tons and tons of people who are not mentally ill or emotionally disturbed 
and they have a very strong and real belief in the supernatural. So um, this isn't a disclaimer, but this should be helpful to you. I mean, some people might be just listening to the show out of interest, which, you know, a lot of people will say that that's fascinating, but I don't believe in any of that. But the show and particularly the things that Paul is talking about, this presumes that uh, that there's a belief in the supernatural. Right. So I'm just throwing that out there for people. You know, uh, when, uh, you know, Paul or not, or I'm relating what I read as advice, I'm not recommending that necessarily because I'm not an expert in this. Uh, and, and I do have a belief uh, in some of the paranormal things, not in all of these things, but in, in some of them. And I never find it helpful on this particular show uh, to sit there. This is not about challenging other people to, you know, to prove what they're saying. It pres- I, I just want to repeat that again. It presumes that you have this belief uh, in the supernatural. You know, it presumes that you're mentally healthy and, you know, presumes all these things that, you know, you believe in this and this is very real for you. Uh, and uh, it's a real experience. So, uh, I think that's important to know. I hope you do Paul. Yeah. And and that's, that's, that's a really good point because there, there's a lot of, uh, hauntings that turn out not to be hauntings at all. That's right. And you, you, you have to investigate, you have to check the environment, you know, what could have made the noise? Was it your imagination? Are you the kind of person uh, even in the work that I'm in that, that that deals with a lot of, you know, very spiritual things. Right. There's a lot of uh, religious and spiritual people out there that, that they're almost obsessed, you know, as we talk about a lot, I mean, we joke about it sometimes, but it's, you know, it's the devil, the devil, the, the demons under every rock. And if yeah. you have that mindset that there's, you know, evil spirits and demons <laughs> and devil uh, just waiting to, you know, uh, attack you, uh, to try to do you some kind of harm, then you're more apt to start uh, having, uh, you know, episodes that are not necessarily in touch with the reality, you know? Yeah. And, and since this is a show on what do you do if you think that you're having some paranormal disturbances, these, these are some good things. I think some of the research that I did that says that if you're having these things like these images, uh, you know, like precursors to hauntings, like, you know, like you've been talking about, like spirits or entities that may be around one of the big suggestions that they have is to start a spiritual cleaning process right where you thoroughly clean the house you pick up all the junk uh in your house you make sure that you you know you give all the stuff away to other people that you don't need you organize things and the premise between this and i guess my wife would agree with this and certainly my late mother that uh Spiritual unrest follows a disorganized home or a venue. And, and boy, I, I don't know about you. When things are disorganized in my home, I go crazy over it. And my wife about 10 times more. I think it's the German. You know, we like everything organized and clean. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, this seems to be in five or six articles that I looked at. It keeps saying thoroughly cleanse your house from top to bottom. Literally. It says from the ceilings and attic to the floor and the basement, wash the walls with diluted vinegar or lemon water and, and you know, uh, to, to uh, dust, vacuum, clean the carpets. Uh, and it talks about garages, sheds, and it talks about airing the house out for several days with all the windows, you know, uh, clean and fresh, the fans. You know, without dust and mold, blah, 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 blah. 
And it's just to do this several times a year. Uh, you know, then to have things like uh, candles, uh, sea salt and water, uh, sage, other things so that there's no foul smells. Um, you know, adding prayers and invocations to salt and water, uh, things like that. And uh, I guess the premise with these things is that uh, this, this is very powerful in your home in terms of uh, keeping a healthy environment. You know, small white lights, candles, and incense, fresh flowers in the house. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think about that, Paul? Or is any of this sit into some of the uh, advice that you would do is if people were having a curse or spirits or paranormal kind of thing in the home, would you use these very simplistic things? Oh, definitely. And I, I've, I've done a few house cleansings uh, in my day. And uh, some of them were some pretty scary things that, that people were, uh, you know, claiming to uh, witness in their homes. I remember one that was in the basement. And when you went in that, you could just feel particularly in, in, in one corner over toward the hot water heater, you know, in this dark, dingy corner. It mm-hmm. just felt like something was there just giving you the evil eye, man. It was, it was, it was, you know, it was creepy. But uh, it, um, even so, so the, these very, uh, these very easy techniques, you know, have, have worked. Uh-huh. And, you know, what I've always done is uh, get the white candles. And one of the things you can do is make what is called blessed water. If you don't have mm-hmm. access to holy water or, uh, you know, you want to get this done ASAP, uh, what the folk Christians or even some of those that uh, uh, practice hoodoo and whatnot do is, is they make blessed water. And what that is, is they get a container and you put water in it, but you want to leave the lid, the lid off or put, you know, put the water in a, a small bowl at first and mm-hmm. read the 23rd. Read the 23rd Psalm over the water three times. And they say, as you read it, just let your breath fall over the water naturally as you read the words of the 23rd Psalm. And then after that, just uh, a simple blessing, put your hands over the water, ask that it be blessed, that it, you know, nullify, cast out any evil wherever this water is sprinkled. You put it in the Mm -hmm. container and you have blessed water, which is uh, essentially, you know, a, a form of holy water. Uh, you can also do that with uh, olive oil to make blessed oil. Mm-hmm. And uh, generally what I would do is I, as I would sprinkle some of the water on the candles and say a little prayer that the, the candles, you know, represent the, uh, uh, you know, the, the light of the divine, that it disperses shadows, dispels evil. And then, uh, of course, you know, light those candles in the rooms where, you know, the disturbance is sprinkle the holy water again you know read the 23rd psalm uh you know telling anything that's there and 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 this is you know step two if you go and you try to guide a earthbound spirit home and it doesn't work or things ramp up well then you probably have something else then you want to ramp it up where you're sprinkling the holy water using the sage making the sign of the the crucifix you know near the windows and all the corners of the room you know, uh, essentially telling this thing, you're, you're not welcome here. Uh, you have to leave or, you know, in the name of Christ, you know, I, you know, I, I, uh, I remove you from this house, you know, be gone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if, if that doesn't work again, if you do any of these techniques, you know, probably about two times and you don't get results or it gets worse, 
then then I would say, yeah, call in somebody like a priest or somebody that's more more equipped to deal with these things because it may be that you have, uh, as they would say, a spirit that is not a human spirit or you know the the demon, the 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 lowercase entities, and you you may have to have them kind of pried out of your home with somebody that has a lot more. Uh, a lot more experience, but mm-hmm. it, even so with these things, I mean, I want to say nine times out of 10, it's not like the exorcist and it's not like Hollywood where you do it and things are thrown all over the room and, you know, there's blood dripping out of the walls. I mean, usually if you do these things, it works nine times out of 10, even if you do it yourself, you know, but mm-hmm. the thing is, if you're doing a cleansing with the holy water and the candles and the oil and, you know, the prayers and the Psalms, you know, be confident that that's always important. You know, they, they tell you, you know, th- this is your home. This is your space. Mm-hmm. You know, you're the spirit is the intruder essentially. So as they say, take authority, have confidence, have faith that you're, you're backed by, you know, God, Jesus, you know, guardian angels, the, the higher powers of the universe. So have confidence in your words. Have faith that when you say, oh, no, you have to go, you know, this, this house is off limits. This is my space type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. That really works. But you, you can't be intimidated if, if you're doing it very sheepishly, like in the name of, you know, Christ be gone, spirit. I hope it, you know, and you're scared thinking that they're going to, attack you or not listen well they're going to know and you're probably not going to have much success so be confident in in what you're doing. that's that's very important yeah you know i i when i was a kid i grew up in an italian neighborhood and a lot of the italians were sicilians and for those people who are italian good evening on this show welcome i know we have lots of folks in uh, italy who, who listen to our show uh, but uh, the people uh, who are Sicilian won't know this. They're great uh, and very superstitious uh, folks. And of course, they use the rosary a great deal. They use garlic a great deal in rituals. And they use olive oil, as mm-hmm. you were talking about. And I'm not talking about making a plate of uh, spaghetti alle oil. But, uh, I'm, you know, they use, that was supposed to be a joke there. But boom. <laughs> but I can remember uh, our landlady was a, an Italian woman who was actually a, an Italian Argentinian woman. Her name was Mrs. Capiello. And if you ever got sick or something was going on, the first thing the old Argentinian Sicilian people would do is they would take a metal bucket and fill it with uh, cold water. And then with the cold water, they would uh, take uh, their uh, olive oil they would say some prayers over it, whatever they said over it. Then, you know, put some of the olive oil on top of the, uh, you know, into the bucket. They would wait a couple of seconds and literally a couple of seconds. And if the olive oil congealed into a big round circle in the center, they would say that was the evil eye. Right, right. The evil eye was upon you. Now, sometimes it didn't congeal into a circle. But if it, uh, you know, if it came into a circle, it was the evil eye. And if it was the evil eye, what they would do is they would take their right hand and they would make the devil's horns. And that would be with your pinky and your index finger. 
and then they would poke the evil eye in the water, the olive oil floating on top of the water, and they would poke it with devil's horns. And that was supposed to break up the evil eye. So there you go. There's one that you can use from Sicily. And of course, they would put garlic around your neck like you see in the vampire things. They would, uh, you know, put signs of the cross on your forehead, on your chest and heart in olive oil, uh, you know, sprinkling holy water and things like that. But I've seen some other things, uh, particularly from South American things that people could do here easily. And I wanted to see what you thought about it, Paul. Like the things where you walk in, uh, like you can use sea salt, like you were mentioning, sea salt by itself or sea salt in water, where you can bathe in that or you can pour it across the uh, the doorways or in your house. Or oddly enough, I didn't know about this coal. That coal absorbs and removes negative energies, uh, you know, in the house. And particularly if it's from like a ceremonial fire that you've had or something like that, if you wrap it up, and you put it under your head when you sleep, it's said to protect you. Uh, uh, you know, uh, other things that are pretty easy, clicking like your, your stones, if you have, uh, you know, magical stones or stones that are important, you clicking them twice in your hands as you're walking around the house or blowing uh, sugar cane rum out of your mouth. You know, you've seen that in movies, uh, you know, where people will sit there and they'll kind of spew that out uh, you know, right. to the corners of the room or things like that. And the uh, spirits from the sugarcane realm are supposed to be very, very strong, uh, amongst other things. Now, are, are those common things that you've heard of people using, Paul, or, you know, or, or what? Would you suggest any of those? I, I haven't heard of the coal before. Uh, I've heard of the sugarcane realm. Mm-hmm. The, the, there's usually, as far as I know, when it when it comes to like the the sugar cane rum and, and that sort of thing, the, there's usually uh, uh, you know more ritual and prayers that kind of go with it. You know, again, that'd be kind of like kind of like a hoodoo voodoo kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I personally wouldn't do it because you know if there's something else that goes with that, you know, blowing the sugar cane rum that I wouldn't know what it was. Uh -huh. So I, I feel that I might have missing elements, but yeah, yeah salt. You can put salt in water. You you can, uh, you know, anything that the old uh, folk Christians used to do. Mm -hmm. It was always, it was always reading the twenty third Psalm, whether it's mm -hmm. over olive oil, water, salt. You can you can put uh, salt in the water. You can just use uh, blessed salt and sp sprinkle it around the room. You know, so there's all those things and. Yeah, they they work. You know, I'm I'm more for that, the the water, the oil, mm -hmm. blessing the room. You can have holy candles. You can say the uh, the Archangel Michael prayer if you don't have one. I'm I'm sure people could find it online if that's something they want to do. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I would do, I I would always have the the, the little thing of uh, blessed oil. Yeah, and I would read I would read the twenty third Psalm, and I would also read. I think it's in in Luke. I don't remember chapter or verse. What mm -hmm. is where Jesus said, Behold, I give you power over, you know, serpents and scorpions, right. and you know, yes. nothing shall harm you. And I read that three times over the um, or the one at the end of the book of Mark, I believe it is. I give you authority, you know, to cast out demons, raise the dead, heal the sick. That mm -hmm. one will work. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, anything that gives like authority, you know, the verses that give people authority over the the spiritual powers, you read that yes. three times for your oil. And then, you know, again, I, I like to make the sign of the cross over the over the doorway, you know, entering yeah. and leaving over mm-hmm. the windows. And, um, you know, my th- my thing has always been kind of like what you would see on TV, you know, in the name of Jesus Christ, you know, any, you know, dark, negative, you know, unwelcome spirits must leave this place. You know, I, I, you know, I cast you out now and, you know, et cetera and so forth. Ask the angels to stand near for, for protection or escort or even uh, drag uh, those uh, beings out of there if they refuse to leave. And, you know, I've, that's the ones I've always used and, and they've always worked you in some very, uh, very creepy mm-hmm. circumstances. I like all, you know, I like a lot of those things. And for me, I like them uh, because they're rituals. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, when you say, what can you do about psychic disturbance, uh, paranormal disturbances? Or I'll take it a step further. What can you do about normal disturbances in life? A lot of these things, um, you know, uh, some people would think they're superstitious behaviors. And, yeah, they are in, in, in a certain way. On the other hand, they're uh, behaviors that that um, are rituals to help people focus their mind, focus their energy, focus their spirit in the proper direction uh, many times. I, I've spoken to you, Paul, about the fact that I, I have, you know, I think you have a shrine too. Uh, and uh, I, I, have a, I have a couple of places in my house where I have things like a shrine. And it's mm-hmm. not where I, I have a whole room of things. I have things where, you know, I, I love to light little votive candles. I love to light little religious candles. I have little religious things. I have things of my late parents, uh, my late daughter, uh, people who are important to me, objects that are important to me. Uh, and I was advised to do that many, many years ago, not for any paranormal things, but as part of a beautiful exercise, you know, as a beautiful experience when one meditates about their life and the things that you hold dear. And uh, I've just expanded on it a little bit. And I find that to be very powerful. Uh, you know, the, uh, the items there are very po- powerful items to me. The lighting of candles, uh, you know, the gazing on certain things. Uh, and when I listen to the rituals, the house cleanings, the things like that, they're, kind of, they're just kind of good things, I think, that people can do to uh, to normalize the paranormal and realize that there are responses that people in this world, in this realm, uh, can do to, to cope with these things. Uh, even the stuff with the clicking of the stones or spewing of the rum or feathers or coal or anything else like that, they're all kind of things that, uh, you know, there's even one with sulfur where you like the stinky sulfur and it, it, it's mm-hmm. supposed to be a negative thing. And a really smart one, um, I can see how it just would play on your mind in a positive way. It says to wear a mirror uh, when you're doing this or any reflective metal surface over your heart center. And what would this do? It would deflect any negative energy. You know, like a talisman, like, uh, you know, Celtic warriors would have their, uh, you know, they would have their magic net, their uh, torques on around their neck and their armbands and rune stones and things like that, and amulets. Uh, all those things, uh, those, you know, they're kind of superstitious, but they help us focus our energy on these things that uh, are either disturbing to us in the normal realm 
or very disturbing uh, in the you know extraordinary or uh, paranormal realm. So I think they're they're kind of comforting to me, you know. And it's 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 another good point that you know when you have your home. You know, it doesn't have to be a big altar. It could be a tabletop. I mean, I have my things in, in my yeah. office on uh, on the top of a couple of bookshelves. You know, yeah. to, to have to have an area like this, whether you have, you know, Jesus or Buddha or some of the saints or angels. And it's just a little consecrated place where you go and, and you say a prayer that this is a place where you know, you make connection with, with God, you make connection with the light, with, with, with the divine love and, you know, burn yeah. candle or burn incense, you know, say a little prayer that that can be very powerful and strong in keeping your home clean. You know, having a little holy space like that, that's just dedicated to the light, dedicated to the presence of God. It's, that's very, uh, as the Indians would say, good medicine. Yeah. And, you know, we we're talking about your home. Uh, people can also, uh, you know, have to be spiritually unclean. Where a lot of these same kinds of things that we do, you know, uh, you know, it's there are all kinds of things to do where, you know, for you to ingest or for you to, to have a um, where you can sweat it out in like a, a sauna or a steam thing or, you know, different things to bathe with, uh, you know, baking soda and salts and different plant extracts and things like that. Nothing crazy. You can look them up. There's a whole bunch of things. And the idea is they're kinds of they're kind of cleansing things for your system to get you more balanced. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I've seen. At the very least, you know, it's it's nice to get into a warm bath, right? It is the uh, it can make you feel good. That's that's the old uh, hoodoo practice, which is like a, a Christian magic. It's a little bit like voodoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take a lot of spiritual baths or they take certain herbs and oils and roots and they'll mix them up and say prayers or, you know, chant over them and put them in the bath. And you bathe in them, you know, maybe three nights in a row, you know, take a spiritual bath, cleanse your, your aura, cleanse your body, cleanse your soul. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well. Uh, I think there's a bunch of good tips there tonight. Uh, what do you think, Paul? Have you got any closing uh, thoughts on this for anybody? I, I know we can do another show on this where we can get into some more advanced things, but uh, I don't think we want to bury people tonight. We're right around 40 minutes uh, into the show. What do you think? You got any uh, 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 you know closing ideas on uh, what to do with the with paranormal disturbances? Yeah, just one more. When you were talking about the uh, the rocks and, and candles. I took a psychic medium class probably nine, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she suggested for a house cleansing or getting rid of a disturbing spirit, there was a certain crystal. And I actually have this crystal. It's white, but I don't remember what it's called. I'm not like a, a crystal expert, but she said, take a saucer, you know, like a, a saucer, you know, a little pie plate from your house, mm-hmm. put put a white candle in the middle of the saucer and light it and put the stone next to the candle and walk through your house and command or ask any spirits or entity entities in your home to enter in or go into the crystal. So they're, they're essentially trapped in there 
and then you oh. dispose of it. I mean, I think that would be a little cruel if it was a person. You know, I'd, you'd have to make sure it was something really undesirable to, uh, you know, imprison it, in, you know, in a stone. But, uh, yeah, she she was, um, she's been around for a while. Her name was Leanne. She doesn't remember her last name. Again, those things always escape me and I, I fumble through. But but she said it's something that she used and it was it was very effective in, uh, in house cleaning and getting rid of, rid of uh, pesky spirits. Here's one for you, too, that's not a stone, but with plants. Plants are commonly used, and it's very funny. When you look at other cultures, uh, including European cultures, uh, you remember the old window boxes that were loaded with geraniums and other things like this? Plants absorb and clear negative energy, according to uh, you know many people who you know work with the paranormal. This is something that I researched here. And they produce, of course, air purification. And... Here's some, uh, I've got a list. I'm just looking through my notes here. Let me see where they are here. Oh, here it is. It says, place various plants with large green leaves, such as aloe vera, banana plants, arrowhead, evergreen, dumb cane. That's Diefenbachia. You see that all the time in your house. You got to keep that away from kids. You know, the dumb cane. Geraniums and dragon plants. Those are drachneas. Okay. If you put those around the house and on the windowsills, they're supposed to be fantastic for spiritual and psychic protection. How about that? There you go. So you can get crystals with a white candle, or what about having these beautiful plants around your house that are fun to uh, to have? They purify the air. They do good things. And you can put your white candles around those also. You know, if it doesn't, uh, if it doesn't take care of the. Uh, uh, clear the negative energy, it'll look awful pretty at the very least. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Hey, you know, Paul, this is a great show. This was very impromptu. Uh, you know, you know a lot about this. I did a little research on it because uh, every time we do a new show, uh, it gives me a wonderful opportunity to find out something new about the uh, paranormal on the people under the stairs. So to me, this was really great. I, I really enjoyed this. This is just like you and I sitting under the stairs and uh, BSing for a while. You know, yeah, these are the kind of shows I really like, where where it is more impromptu, you know, and just kind of talking uh, about things. I, I think it gives the uh, the show kind of a homespun, friendly feel, where the the audience feels like they're just sitting there bantering with us. And and we're really not. We're really trying to get into your mind and control your spirit. <laughs> no we're not <laughs> well paul uh, you know I, I i i think that about wraps it up it's it's been great how you any any uh on our on the uh, web page on the details for the uh for the show you can find our website and the information uh you know about how to reach us and everything else like that but uh why don't uh, we just give a brief thing anyway paul somebody wants to reach you and they don't want to click on the uh, details on the show how can they do so they can email me at nocturnalmagic.com. I have another uh, podcast called The Spirit Side. They, they could look me up uh, on that. I'm on YouTube, which is mostly just the uh, Spirit Side podcast, putting a little video form for the folks over there. I'm on Twitter. Um, anywhere, just type in Paul James Caden, C-A-I-D-E-N. And, uh, you know, I'm, I always say I'm very easy to find. There's, there's like... Uh, 
two and a half, three and a half pages on me on, on Google. So uh, you, you can find me pretty easy if you wanted to look me up, see who I am, any of the books that I've written or get in contact with me and just say, hey, you know, be a guest on the show, be a guest on the spirit side. I'm a stone's throw away. That's wonderful. And, uh, you know, Paul's really a very unique guy. And if you'd like to get a hold of me or see my other work, um, I have another, I, I think is a great show called uh, Just Thinking with Stan Wang. I think uh, the show I'll tape tonight later will be my 240th show for that. So there's a lot of shows on there. And uh, people love the show, uh, you know, as they do Paul's sh other shows. And um, you can get a hold of me very easily uh, at Stan Wangland. That's S Wangland, S W A N G L U N D at gmail.com. That's my for real email address, no special thing. I'm on Twitter at S Wangland. I'm on Facebook as Stanley Wangland. And uh, when you're on the Just Thinking um, show, if you're listening to that, it has uh, another million and one ways to reach me. Uh, you know, and like Paul, you can Google me. You'll probably catch me on Rate My Professor and some of the other things. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, I would love to hear from you. And we'd love to hear from you, uh, you know, with regarding any questions, comments, or being on the show, or if you want to be on Just Thinking. And I think, Paul, just before we uh, sign off, didn't you have a, a new uh, blog or something you do in the mind's eye? Isn't that something new that, or you're reactivating that? Yeah, when I, I first got uh, on the Internet and I was writing some books, metaphysical books, I started a blog. It's called The Mind's Eye. I think the website is um, if you put in metaphysical blog, metaphysical blogspot.com or metaphysical blog.com, uh, you know, the, it, it'll come up even if you Google me. You'll see that's one of the first things is on Blogger, you know, the, the Mind's Eye. And uh, I, I have a little podcast that I do for that. It's kind of an irregular thing that just goes with the blog that I attach to it once in a while. So if people want to read the snippets and uh, listen to the little five or 15 minute shows I do there once in a while, they're welcome to do that, too. Yeah. And if you want to listen to some uh, two other great uh, shows, listen to our buddy uh, and special co-host from time to time, Cat Ward Show, Paranormal Heart. Steve Stockton has a great show called 13 Past Midnight. Wow, what a storyteller he is. And they have a whole host of friends uh, that are on uh, their shows that, uh, you know, that I follow, that I everybody's name. They're putting on a, a super thing for um, the uh, 24 hours of Halloween on Halloween night into the next day where a whole bunch of uh, the people who hang out together and do podcasting, uh, they're doing 24 hours worth of shows, I guess. And we'll be having uh, an author uh, and Cat Ward on Thursday, uh, you know, uh, where we'll be doing a taping. And that should come out this weekend. Uh, a wonderful show on uh, a lot of things, including cryptids and all kinds of weird things that are very, very interesting. So uh, keep an eye out for those shows also. So with that, I will say good night and God bless to everybody. And Paul, any closing thoughts? Well, just that after all this paranormal talk, there is a five foot bloody gingerbread boy looking at me through the bedroom window. <laughs> <laughs> I think I may be in trouble. <laughs> there you go. Well, we'll catch you on our next show, folks.
So be safe and God bless. Bye-bye now. Thank you for listening to this episode of The People Under the Stairs. If you would like to reach out to the host of this show, please feel free to email Paul at nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. That's nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. And if you would like to reach out to Stan, please feel free to go over to his Twitter page and give him a follow at S. Wangland. That's at S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D. Or feel free to email him at swangland at gmail.com that's at swangland at gmail.com and please continue to check out all the new episodes of the people under the stairs every wednesday and every sunday on the reality check podcast network did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets.